Hey, it's Bennett and Heather talking into a laptop. Welcome to Digital Digital Get Down. This is episode 26. That's right. We are drinking a terrible wine this, this week. It's just a winemaker's blend. And I thought that meant that it was like chef's choice. That's not a good thing, honey. Mm. It's like the manager special. It's like the leftover grapes are this wine. Kitchen sink. It's supposed to be bright white with intense tangerine and melon aromas. Crisp, balanced wine with fresh flavors of peach and honey. Does not taste like any of this. Yum. No. Um, we had quite a movie going week. Quite this the week. week. Yeah. First off, I surprised you yeah. after all these years of marriage. Yes, all three of them. Um, I told you I was going to take you to one movie, and then I secretly bought tickets to Elf on the big screen. Mm-hmm. Which I had never even seen it in theaters, I don't think, despite <gasps> how much I love it. My God. So Was it everything you hoped for? Um, I noticed a lot of little things that I'd never noticed before. Wanda's like the TV big screen. one. Wanda! If you look so at it, I don't think they, do they ever name his character? I don't think so. The The big black manager of the store that Buddy... Gimbals. Gimbals comes to work at. Uh, his name tag says Wanda. And on, yeah. a, on a regular size TV, you won't notice. Someone's gunning for my job. <laughs> Six Get, inch revenue hurls. Get him anything. You call me. Santa's got a brand new bag. And then we went out into the cold, bitter Minnesota so night. So cold. To see Coco. My Which second we'll time. we'll talk about later. Yeah, we're not going to get into to that quite yet. But most importantly... I was going to talk about the sign on the front of the, the entrance to the theater. Which sign? That said, oh, yes. by the way, <laughs> you are going to be exposed to a 20-minute frozen short film. Do not leave the theater. This is intentional. <laughs> you will see Coco eventually. There's 20 minutes of a lot. And the plot twist was that they skipped that due to technical issues, and the other mm. people in the theater with the us other four. complained... And then made them restart and put on yeah. the Olaf special after Well, I'm thinking because the rumor is that now Disney is pulling it and claiming that it was always intended to be a short run. So maybe our theater was starting the transition a little early. No, I think they were just like, there's six people here. We're not playing that 20-minute Olaf So special. we'll talk about Coco later, but I think we should get your instant review of Olaf's Magical Christmas or whatever it's called. Um, there. I mean, there's a couple funny Olaf lines, like yeah. deadpan, like mm-hmm. snowman lines, just like in Frozen. But overall, it just seems um, very depressing, especially with the meaning of Coco, like the message of the Coco movie right. compared to this movie. This movie was basically like, uh, the or the short or whatever, sure, yeah. was basically like uh, their parents are dead and they don't remember any of their Christmas <laughs> traditions. Yeah. Other than gloves and a, a snowman. snowman. Yeah. yeah. And the, mor- the moral of the story is at least they have this weird snowman. Yeah. But their parents are still dead and they still have no traditions. And as you pointed out, the biggest plot hole is that Olaf doesn't face many risks in the world. Even the sun, apparently, and the sauna he's yes. immune to. Like, but he was really scared of those spoiler wolves. Spoiler alert here. But, like, what unites the whole town is searching for Olaf because he's in the he's in the woods getting chased by wolves. But he literally got melted in a sauna and just tossed yeah. out in the snow and got reformed. So I don't really think that wolves would much And as I him. said... He's kind of in perfect territory for camouflage. He literally just has to lay down yes, wherever he yes. is. Just like unbuild himself. Mm. Lay down. He's literally just a stick on the snow. Hire us, Disney. Hire us. Oh, yeah. 
Okay. Any other intro stuff? I know we got a lot of news um, to get to. But... Well, the most important movie I watched this week yeah. was A Christmas Prince on Netflix. Right. You tried oh, to explain God, this Oh, God, it me. was bad. So it's the new, like, phenomenon. Like, new uh, as of this year, though? It's brand not like new an on, old Christmas no, movie that people are poking no, fun at. Brand new on Netflix. Okay. And it is, like, the loved-to-hate movie of the year in terms of mm-hmm. ho- uh, holiday movies. Hate-watching. Hate-watching. Yeah. Some people are saying it's so bad it's good. It is not. It's just plain bad. It Like no real actors in it or no, anything? So not it's like a single, their version like, real actor. Of, a, of a Hallmark movie. Yes, they're trying okay. to do the Hallmark movies. But I've watched some bad Hallmark movies, and this was worse than all of them. Okay, I pushed you to give a 60-second synopsis the other day. I think you should try to do it again. 60 seconds. Yeah. Last, it was like six minutes last time. Go for it. All right, so this struggling uh, journalist who is an editor at a magazine, but they seem to make that to be she's like the lowest in the total pool, and she just copy edits everyone's things, which is not mm-hmm. what an editor at a magazine does. Correct. And she also like is sad that she's getting... Ec- like, first of all, rejection letters, which does anyone even send real male rejections anymore? No. And that she's, like, she's an editor at a magazine, but she's sending off, she sent five different freelance things that got rejected Ooh. with a real letter. So Gosh. she's so depressed. So she, for some reason, gets sent to this fictional kingdom to report on their secession because uh-huh. the king has died and, like, the heir has, you know, done a runner. Right. And um, somehow nobody knows how royal secession works in this universe <laughs> like there is always lists. like you literally on planet earth though yes okay. you literally Just can wikipedia flight. like the line of secession sure. for any royalty kind of nation okay. so she's trying to get like the inside scoop on I what's guess gonna happen so okay. but like her editor sends her because what's gonna happen if the if the eldest son abdicates it's like the next person gets the <laughs> crown that's yeah. how it's worked for all of time mm. and it's 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 a traditional monarchy where the next male cousin the next male relative inherits right. it's not a question there's okay. anyway so they get there the press Big conference investigation is, the press conference is canceled because the the eldest son is just off gallivanting again um oh. so she sneaks into the castle somehow doesn't get shot somehow gets assumed that she's the new american tutor for the little crippled princess <laughs> okay um and worms her way in the little princess finds out that she's not a real tutor she starts teaching this girl yes. with no credentials correct oh, she's on the phone with her Lord. friends what trying to, to figure out geometry tutor? i don't know she was not supposed to come for a couple weeks or something oh, so the little girl figures it out because she's not stupid and this <laughs> teacher has never seen a geometry like problem in her whole life um but decides that she doesn't care as long as this reporter tells the truth about her brother Okay. So this journalist goes to like these royal parties being invited by the little crippled girl mm-hmm. and just very obviously takes photos with her camera phone. Right. At like these like private cocktail parties for the royals. What, like what is not she, subtle. What is she capturing that's so just behind the scenes pictures of the prince. Oh, okay. Um but no one's supposed to know she's a journalist. She's apparently the God, tutor. So these just... are being sent over to her magazine. Yes. Wow. So then, like, there's obviously, like, a lot of, like, little things with her and the the prince. And mm-hmm. they kind of have a little, like, romance going on. Or, like, a little flirtation going on. Sure. She gets lost in the woods on a horse. She's <gasps> apparently never ridden a horse before in her whole life. But just, like, picks a horse out of the stable and just goes riding okay, to follow the prince. Just a joy ride? Oh, okay. Um, the, horse, the horse is fine for, like, two hours and kicks mm-hmm. her off in the middle of the woods. A single wolf comes and tries to eat her. Yeah. And the prince comes and saves her. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, yeah. Beauty and the Beast. And then um, turns out that he's adopted and she found these papers in the hunting lodge um, Uh on like a secret secret compartment in the desk. Brings them back to her room in the royal palace and just like leaves them out on the bed. Hmm. Just leaves them there. 
Doesn't tell the prince, doesn't tell anyone, just leaves him there. So she's got the scoop for the story, but she's like, oh, but the prince is so nice, I don't want to ruin his life. So Gosh. the evil, conniving, like, cousin, yep. who's the next in line for the throne, yep. finds the papers. Publishes it on Along with the ex-girlfriend. No, they wait for oh. the opportune moment, and when, it's a, when he's about mm-hmm. to be crowned, they're like, I object, Shit. he's adopted. And they blame it on her, but it's totally her fault. <laughs> so she gets kicked out of the country. But Could. in that time, she figures out the riddle. That the king There's left. always a riddle. That was the most obvious riddle. It leads to a strange acorn ornament. That's about the size of someone's head. So I don't know why someone did not figure out to <laughs> open it. This was the favorite, my favorite part of the story. It, it, like, it is this large, like, baby's head size of wooden acorn that the king carved in his spare time. And it, like, rattles. And there's obviously, like, a twist-off cap. And everyone's like, what a lovely ornament by the late king. And just, like, hangs it up on the tree. So she, like, flies back. Has to, like, talk her way into the castle. It's like, uh-huh. I know how to save the prince. Okay. Goes in. Opens it up. Apparently the king had Cracks written like a decree that his son, even though he was adopted, could still yep. inherit the throne. But he had hidden it in an acorn. Right. For they didn't no want to publish it. Reason. They didn't want to publish no, it or make no it actually legally binding. No. no, that would have been too easy. So then they run down to the chamber before oh. they can crown the imposter cousin. Yeah. They're like, wait, the king knows his son was adopted, but he's okay with it. Yeah. So from the grave, he's they saying do, it's like, okay. They do like handwriting analysis and shit? I, yeah, yes, basically. That's the king's Should own signature. King Louis' head? No, he's freaking dead yeah good hand with a reference so anyway in the end she saves up and then she just like leaves again and the prince is all mad at her and then he just shows up on new year's eve when she's like she's quits the magazine job okay and instead of like taking this article that she's written yeah and like actually submitting it to another magazine she just puts it on her blog nice she decides no magazine is going to publish the truth so she needs to publish the truth on her blog and get a lot of Google and she AdSense got hits. Lots of hits. Yep. That's how they like phrase it. She got over two thousand hits. Oh, there's a narrator explaining in the background. No, there's like the the black best friend. Okay. Yeah, there's the black best friend and the gay best friend. Okay. Yeah. So in the end, the prince, even though he like has known her for like a week, yeah, and like was mad at her for half the time and like didn't know who she was the other half of the time, didn't know her real name. Yep. He proposes to her. She didn't find the acorn ornament. <laughs> Anyway, that's the movie. It was terrible. It wow. made no sense. It made no sense. And we've just taken up like 10 minutes of the podcast of me talking about I it. I think it was worth it. So please don't watch it. Yeah. It's not even worth that the was hate a good watch. warning. It's not even worth it. Okay. Oh. Now can we do good news, bad news, and good news, and bad news. But I didn't follow any rules this week. I have four good news. Three bad news and one weird news. Okay. I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. I have nine good newses and four bad newses. <laughs> Last week we had a dearth of good news, so yeah. now I am, have a lot of good news. In the middle of this week I came to you, I said, Heather, wife, I have no news either way. Mm-hmm. And it just exploded all over me after that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's what she said. So are we going to alternate? Or um, are we going to do it? I don't know. I've got some themes with mine. Okay, I bet we have some dupes as well. Okay. I'll start. Okay. Hamilton. What about it? In Puerto, Puerto Rico. That's old news, man. Well, the new Puerto story Rico. was that... Puerto it was kind Rico. of an odd story. It said... It was an interview with Leslie Odom Jr. Mm-hmm. Who said, oh yeah, I'd go back and do Hamilton sometime. If Lin-Manuel said come back and do Hamilton sometime. Yeah. But then he said, you know, Lynn doing it in Puerto Rico is his thing. So I don't want to interfere. Is it just because he can't speak Spanish, do you think? Probably. So it's like a short, like, two-week run or something? I'm not sure how long it is. In a theater with electricity, I hope. A lot of Puerto Rico has electricity Elon Musk took care of that. Okay, you go. Um, what do I want to do? Uh, this relates. 
Lin Manuel and his wife Vanessa are pregnant again. Wow. They're having baby number two. Wow. And I'm really excited about it. And you said the kid from Coco looked like little Lin Manuel. Yes, looked exactly like Lin Manuel. There you go. Um, But their little son Sebastian is super cute. Mm -hmm. And um, they're just good people. So we need more good little musical babies in the world. Okay, next. More scientist babies. Next. You're next. We're Um, we're alternating. I'm going on to sports. You got any sports? Um, Yes, but it's a bad news. Or kind of a good news. Anyway, go. Okay. This connects, I think, back to like our first episode. Okay. So the Australian Open is coming right up, actually. Keep mm-hmm. in mind that it's the middle of January, so we're only like a month away. Mm-hmm. So they interviewed, And we won't be there for the first time in no, three years. They interviewed the tournament director who said he heard that Serena's going to be ready. Really? So if she plays... Well, mm-hmm. she has been talking lately about how she's really sad when she's going to... Like, have to go back to work, quote-unquote, and what she's going to do about breastfeeding and stuff like that. So Mm -hmm. there was an article, like, in a magazine. So remember, I talked about how, like, her achievement last year was, like, the greatest sports achievement ever. But then if she comes back and wins, and she will have won two two majors and had a pregnancy in between. Yeah. Yeah. That would be crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Okay, sports, go. Um, Bad news, but that's good news. Mm -hmm. Larry Nassar. The yep. U.S. Uh, gymnastics, gymnastics creep. coach yeah. uh, sentenced to sixty years in prison. Wow! So I feel like it should have been many lifetimes in prison for mm-hmm. all of the allegations and the horrific stories about him. But yeah. um, sixty years, so at least he's getting some cons- consequences for the horrific shit that he that he pulls. Okay. Um, staying on sports, what's your memory of Rafael Palmero? Uh, baseball. Yeah. Good. <laughs> Orioles first baseman DH. I saw a Baltimore Oriole the zoo the other day. It was beautiful. It's really bright. Like orange. not Adam Jones. You're talking about like, <laughs> no, a, like a bird. Okay. Like a bird. So Rafael Palmero uh, was getting old. Do you want to try and say Rafael? Rafael Palmero <laughs> was getting old when it was about time for him to retire, and then he got caught up in like one of the first steroid reports. Is the other Orioles guy still mm-hmm. on the team? Which one? The real old one. Cal Ripken? Yes. He was put down like years ago. <laughs> no, but Cal Ripken, are you sure? Cal Ripken Jr. was the good one who played in 2,000 straight games. And he's, he's done now? Yes, for a while. <laughs> he was an Oriole though. Oh, God. Right? He was, yes. Okay. Um, so Palmero is now 53 and talked to a baseball reporter and said he's seriously considering a comeback. Thinks he can DH at age 53 and wants to make up for the tarnished legacy of being connected to steroids. But if he wasn't even that good when he was on steroids... He was he gonna... good. He was good. He was an all-star. He was good for steroids. Yeah. So I'm saying he can't be like saying I'm not going to do steroids and I'm going to make a comeback. You have to pick one or the other. I don't think you can make a comeback. There's no doubt in my mind I can do it. I've taken care of myself really well. I've been working out for years. Everything feels better than when I played possible that's bullshit okay we'll see well we're talking about him so he succeeded i suppose there you go what's next um that's it for me for good news so. oh i've got a lot oh no i've got one other good one sorry wait let me let me jump go. in here um we were just watching this the other day yeah brooklyn 99 rosa yeah. diaz yeah came out as bisexual on the show on the show that was lovely it was yeah. a really nice moment and it was not um 
it was just a really like into like touching moment of her telling her friends about it. Yeah, it wasn't like played for a joke or something like that. Like it was Very a nice, true. serious moment. And yeah. I really like um, Stephanie Beatrice, so I trust her with with that. And I trust the Brooklyn Nine Nine like writers too. Like I was mm-hmm. just reading an article or a Twitter thread or something about how they've been really good about. They have a lot of representation on their show. They've got two Latina characters. They've right. got two black characters in position of power. Like the two yeah. highest ranking ranking in that office are black men and two fatsos too couple fat guys the black guys gay captain holt and they like they make them funny without making them the butt of the joke correct so i i trust them with a buy story but if we could just have one fewer diehard reference per brooklyn 99 episode (laughs) maybe maybe Maybe. okay it is diehard season so true um i have the greatest good news for you of all time okay um and I'm going to try to quiz you first. So what do you usually say is like one of your greatest fears? Um, a bridge. Does it have to do with a bridge? No. Think universally, not just on this planet. Oh, floating off into space. Yes. So <laughs> they've now come up with a new spacesuit designed to specially rescue people floating off into really? the endless abyss. I will never ever be in that situation, but I do Apparently feel like there's of some sort of button or something. Like a homing button that you push it and it yeah, brings you back to the spaceship. people who become lost in space, it says. So, how, fa- how fast does it work? I have so many questions. Probably now. like a few decades. You talk about one. Well, and you're I'll, dead then. And I'll read up. That on doesn't it. help. Are they going to bring your corpse back? <laughs> uh, I'll read. You've no, got, it's you not that important. Um... Did you watch the Jonathan Groff video that I retweeted of him on Broadway.com? No. It's the new version. Was he kissing Lin-Manuel? No. Okay. Um, it's the new version of the Rafa and Roger one that we love, where they like oh, okay. cannot get through a take without giggling. Yeah, just I'm um, slightly less after. funny because it's just Jonathan Groff, but he he was just supposed to be saying, "Hi, I'm Jonathan Groff, and you're at Bro- you're you're watching Broadway.com." You can't even do it. Yeah. Hi, I'm Jonathan Groff, and you're watching Broadway.com. Yeah. And uh, it took him like three minutes of just straight giggling to get through it, and it's really funny because he got a really funny laugh, so okay. that made me giggle. Okay. Um. Speaking of um, some gay things, I've got two happy okay. gay store A couple. Three. Jesus, I've got a theme going. First of all, it's legal in Australia. Woo-hoo! They passed it. They did it. So a couple weeks ago, we talked about Rainbows. how the um, public vote was was yes. The majority vote was yes. To basically say, hey, government, we want this. Yeah, so the we public is supporting it in a majority, it. so you can use us as an excuse now. Yeah. So thanks for wasting millions of dollars and like people's mental health mental health on this um but they officially passed it in parliament and it was like a majority there were like two people on the no side um in terms of the parliamentary that was pretty quick though in in relation to when the other vote was yeah i know that they had said after the vote results came through that they wanted to move on it by um before christmas Mm -hmm. the weird thing though is it's not legal yet like, they've right. agreed that it is going to be legal, but the change won't take effect until 2019, mm. which is a bit strange. Right. I mean, it gives us some time to save up some money. And was their but... bill uh, handwritten, or did they have time to type it up? I hope oh, they had time soon. to type it up. It is not too soon. That's not even... Next! <laughs> Thank you. Um, Barbie's gay now. All of Barbie? There is a gay Barbie. Okay. There was a Barbie um, with her friend Amy. Yeah. Um, and they Arner. were both wearing like love wind uh-huh. shirts and like in various. Um, Got you. But she could be bi. She could Ken's be bi. Still in the. In the she picture. could be bi. 
But it was like the first LGBT type of Barbie representation, which was nice. And do you remember that big story about um that horrible, horrid lady Kim Davis in like Texas or somewhere? Yeah, I think so. Who like, even though gay marriage was legal, refused to issue a marriage certificate to a gay couple? Yeah. Well, one of the two gay men in that couple is now um, running against her for her position nice. in I the think I did local hear government. About that. So, um, similar to that story we talked about, where like the um, a trans woman beat the guy who who brought up the trans bathroom bill. Yeah, similar thing. So it's uh, he's running Face against her now. Face the music. Face the music. Exactly. Um, more goods. I've got like a couple more goods. Two more goods. Okay. One just small one. Um, do you know Tiffany Haddish? No. Haddish, the one that was on SNL. She hosted SNL with Taylor that time. Oh, the one that we didn't know who she was. Yes. Okay, yeah. Um, I still no, haven't I seen Girls Trip, okay. the movie that she was in. Yep. But she was on Ellen and she was hilarious. Mm-hmm. You know the best Ellen guests are the ones that like Ellen doesn't even speak. She kind of just giggles and the guest just like yes. goes off and Ellen like kind of facilitates them just being funny. Yeah. Like that Amy Schumer one. I'm not a huge Amy Schumer fan, sure. but like her Ellen appearance was hilarious because yeah. she was just like kind of going off of Alan doing a bit basically yeah. and Alan just laughed and um, that was what Tiffany's Alan one was like and it was really funny Alan just like did not know what to do with her yeah. in like the funniest way she talked about how she smiles when she picks her collard green so they taste better and she mm-hmm. went to Taylor Swift's house for dinner and she like just really funny okay it's really funny Check so I out. liked that video I'll definitely link that one and the last one is kind of a serious good news but time person of the year yeah the silence breakers. You approve of it? I approve of it. I agree with some people who are questioning, like, exactly who got included and who didn't. Right. Because there seems to be some big names that were left out of it, whether that was for legal reasons. Snubbed. Like, people are saying, like, Kesha's legal battle is still going on. I had to inform you about it when we listened to that I am, um, I hope you're praying song on you the You didn't radio. even know it was Kesha. I didn't. And I don't, it means so much more that it's Kesha. Yeah because of what she went through but people have been pointing out that like if her legal battle is still ongoing she can't be like in a magazine article yeah about it probably not um but yeah so it is maybe questionable who they've left out but at the same time the concept is the sentiment is good Mm -hmm. um i know we had a long talk about it the other day but it's yeah it's nice that the men still suck as of this week yes but it's nice that like the societal um problems that are causing this epidemic if you will Mm -hmm. are being recognized in a big way whether or not people agree with it so there you go um can i jump right into my bad news because this relates very well please what did men do (sighs) brock turner oh i was hoping this one would sneak past your radar Emily sent it to me. Oh, goddamn friends. Um, That's why we don't have any. He's appealing. How the fuck can you appeal? You got (laughs) the absolute best possible scenario out of your court case. You, like, got basically a slap on the wrist for sexually assaulting a passed out drunk woman behind a dumpster. You got, like, a couple months, basically, that could be shortened for good behavior. And, oh, no, you lost your scholarship. Did he already go to jail? Yeah, he's gone and out again. So then already. what is he appealing then? He's appealing the sentence that he got given and appealing... Oh. The reasons he's appealing is because they mentioned behind a dumpster too, t- too many times in the um, litigation. Yeah. Um, because it was near a dumpster but not behind a dumpster and it okay. gave a false impression of, of the site. <sighs> and that they didn't um, emphasize enough of how drunk the girl was. Oh. Huh. Dude, that makes it worse. The yeah, drunker not, she is, sure the less ability she has to give consent. Yeah. So, like, the reasons they have behind, like, why 
they are appealing this and what they're even appealing make no fucking sense. And he already got the best possible scenario out of this. <sighs> it's ridiculous. And the dad keeps saying, like, oh, he shouldn't ruin his life for two minutes of action. I just can't even... I can't. You wonder why... You wonder why your son is a sexual assault uh, perpetrator. It's yeah. because of that fucking attitude, father of his. Two seconds of action ruined his life. How about that girl's life? Mm-hmm. How about that girl's life? Nobody ever fucking thinks about the girl's life. Okay. Or the victim's life, I Deep breaths. You take a sip of wine. I'm so mad. I'll talk a little bit. You're gonna you're you you're, you're mansplaining sexual assault. No, I'm not gonna to talk right about that. Now. I'm changing the se- subject. Ugh. You calm down in your poncho over there. My wife's wearing a brand new poncho. It's not designed for rain, but that's okay. Makes her comfortable. It's warm. It's very cold in Minnesota. I need this for warmth. Do you want to do an ad for the product that you bought? Mm, not really. Okay. I got a FabFitFun box finally. They actually pay people to do ads, so it shouldn't podcasts? be... On podcasts? Yeah, all We're the available. Time. So, um, it was pretty good. Like, I don't know if it was worth $40. I mean, like, the actual product value is definitely way, 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 way more than what you pay so for you it. So, you paid but... money... And they said these are the types of things you're going to get in a box sent to your house. They tell you the actual things you're going to get, but there's different varieties. So sometimes you get this or that, or there's like different it's like colors. Amazon different Prime on whatever. Shuffle kind of. A little bit. Mm. So you get like, there's a couple of things you either get this or that, or you mm-hmm. get different like colors or styles of different things. Um, so it's definitely like worth money wise in terms of the products you get, but like whether I would have actually bought any of these things in stores for myself mm-hmm. is questionable. But it was still fun to like get a box of goodies, and we're definitely gonna maybe regift some of them. And I already put on the nice gift hand that lotion. keeps on giving. Yeah, you said it smells like a Dead Sea. It's from the Dead Sea. Oh, okay. Um, I have some bad news that's just gonna perk you right up. Okay. The Avatar universe is. Oh, I have that on my bad news too. It's now gonna be expanded into Spawning literature. A book <laughs> that was the sound of me gagging. <laughs> That was one of my bad newses as well. Um, and the other book one that you called out to me is that Goodreads sent out their... I thought we don't talk about them. Yeah, the site that shall not be named. Sent yeah. out their picks of the year. By the way, Book Digits top 10 list coming out. B-O-O-K-D-I-G-I-T-S dot com. Yeah, so we'll be tweeting out the top rated books that came out this year. And if you want to follow along and figure out if I'm going to reach my reading goal, even though I'm real behind, yeah. Um, right now I'm ten books behind, and it is uh, it's like an early inspirational December. story, though. Inspirational that I got so behind, or that I'm like racing that you're to catch trying up. To catch up, I'm trying. I didn't read as many books as I should have this so year. So courageous. And I'm trying to catch up in the last like, couple weeks of the year. So we'll see if yeah. I we'll see if I get it. I'm not gonna cheat sheet and like put picture books in there but i am mm-hmm. gonna read some maybe middle grade fiction and some shorter books to try and help myself out so a bit. but um we'll see if i catch up we have a bet going um, so we'll see so yeah i actually thought most of the end of the year picks were good on average mm-hmm. but the one that stood out was the new andy weir book mm, i know you... artemis which is not getting very good reviews anywhere. I saw something that said uh, the wise-cracking protagonist, fe- female protagonist, and I was like, nope, and I put the book down. Yeah. Um, and I was listening to my New York Times book podcast, and they yeah. had to like, tiptoe around the fact that their uh, reviewer absolutely hated it. So mm. it was just a little awkward. But people's choice, whatever, you can't complain too much. I never actually read Martian, but I didn't think the movie was that bad. Right. Everyone says that he's very good at writing, like... Screenplays. Sort of, like ideas for screenplays. Yeah. But as books, they're not much to much to impress. Okay. Um, I have one more bad news. What do you got? So I have two more bad news. One okay. of them, speaking of things that like shouldn't have a spinoff or whatever. Yeah. Um, the Great American Bake Off. 
What mm-hmm. is this bullshit? Oh boy. What is this bullshit? It's going to lose America, all of its charm. It is going to lose all of its charm. The <sighs> whole point of the Great British Bake Off is like the charming old British like judges. Yeah. The and most, the fact yeah. that like everyone's so nice to each other. You know, like right. on Australian Survivor, we complained about how everyone <laughs> was just like, I just want to tell the truth to everyone. Yeah. And it's like, that's not how you play fucking Survivor. That's you lie. my version of scheming. Yeah. It's just like tell people the truth and then get voted off because of it. So, <laughs> but in, in the Great British Bake Off, it's cute because you're not, yeah. there's not like allies you don't vote off so it's cute no. like they're all super nice to each other like there was literally one episode that i watched of the other season that i just mm-hmm. finished where it's like someone was done early and like helped one of the other people <laughs> to finish theirs because they weren't gonna finish and i'm like it's nice it's like they're nice to each other and it's just like everyone's so excited about the baked goods mm-hmm. and i don't see american competitors doing that number one mm-hmm. number two it's just gonna be like not to quote elf too much it's gonna be white noise yeah um a farm book would just be white noise <laughs> so it's just like there's so many, so, so, so many American baking shows, cooking shows, cooking competitions of every different form yeah. that I don't see how this is going to be a thing. Like in, in England and Australia, like Great British Bake Off is like a thing. Right. Like it's like everybody watches it an live event. and it's yeah. like, it's an event. It's like everyone waits yeah. all year for it, whatever. So I yeah. don't think it's going to have the same like mystique here. And You're going to watch it. You're going to watch it though. I'm not going to watch it. I'm just going to finish watching Great British Break Off on Netflix instead. There you go. Except we're canceling Netflix. Netflix. Oh, boy. Maybe it's on Hulu. Um, my last bad news is about chess. Okay. So Google's... Tell me now if you've given up on chess, because I didn't finish my no, Christmas shopping. No, I still yet. like the concept of chess. <laughs> okay. I just hate the computer aspect You're of gonna, chess. That means I'm going to have to learn how to play chess. I hate chess. It's fine. Okay. But Google has this superhuman computer that beat this this game Go, which is popular in Asian hmm. countries. And so, like, it beat... A Chinese game. It's in, um, Magicians? Is it? It's in some book series. Oh, okay. Which um, book series is it? I don't think it's one that I've read. Then it's not Magicians. It's a book series that I know of, where you they play Go. About it. Um, so anyway, so Google's algorithm system, supercomputer, was able to beat the best Go players ever, time and time again. And now they pointed that system towards chess, and it's beat the best other chess computer systems ever. And the real sad part is that they didn't even teach their Google computer how to play chess. It learned as it was playing the competitor. It didn't even know how the game worked, and it still became oh, it the best be playing game. chess game ever. It might be Ender's game. So it's kind of sad. Okay, what else you got? You had one more bag? Yeah, one more. Okay. Serious. Ended on a serious note here. Okay. Well, I have a weird news that's not the serious, but New Mexico school shooting. Yeah. I don't even want to talk about that one specifically. Mm-hmm. I just want any of our America, American listeners. I've only had a glass of wine. Oh, wow. I want our American listeners to know that this is not normal with capital N's. Not normal. Should not like, be normal. It's not normal. Mm. It's not. Like, like we have gotten so desensitized to the fact that, like, school shootings are almost a, a typical occurrence here now. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not shocking anymore. Like, you need more than your ten fingers to name school shootings that you can think of yep. off the top of your head. Yep. And that's not normal. It's not normal to have school shootings on the news all the time to the point where we're just like, oh, yeah, school shooting. I admit, I almost pulled up, saw the headline, didn't click it. Right? Almost. And... The other thing I want people to know is any Amer- anyone who's gone through the American school system or worked in the American school system like since Columbine, so since 2001, whenever it was, yeah. 1999. In the 90s, I think. 98, yeah. 99. Um, has done these kind of lockdown drills. Yep. And those have become just as normal as like a fire drill. Yep. Not normal. Other countries don't do that. Other countries don't have 
like active shooter drills in like elementary schools. No. That's not normal. That should not be something that our kids are subject to. Right. And that idea that a shooter could be in here and we have to learn where to hide, where's the best place to right. hide in a classroom like and what to in do. The, in the Cold War days when you saw the videos of people Cold you know, War kids are hard to kill going under their desk under in their an de- air raid Thank drill. you. Okay. It's I should have just let you <laughs> sing. Uh, and now we look back on that and say, well, how silly that was. Yeah. Hopefully it'll be the same thing in five years. Will we'll it, say, though? I can't believe people Because do you that. remember, it's like you had to pick the corner that was farthest away from the door and the windows, yeah. and you had to like pull in the shade and lock the door and the make shades the noise. Shades were a big deal, yeah. And it was like a whole thing. Yeah. And that's not normal. Other countries don't do that. Like, mm. that should, this, we're the only country that has to do this. That we think the best way to handle this is to teach kids where to hide in their classroom in case of a shooter instead of putting better gun control in place. Yeah. It's bullshit. Okay, you ready for my weird headline of the week? Weird news is not a segment, but sure. I'm just going to read the this headline. This be an interlude. Jonas Brother testifies at FIFA bribery, bribery trial about Paul McCartney concert. That sounds like, um... Summer, what was that? Summer Stevens, what was that show? Yeah, figure it out. Figure it out. Yeah. That sounds like that show where it's like it's like kid one best at show <laughs> yeah. or largest pig, and you have to like <laughs> that's exactly what it sounds like. Exactly. Yeah. Um, or Mad Lib. So I won't attempt to I'm explain it, but basically, FIFA is like the most corrupt organization ever, which has been a known thing for a while. Not the video game, like the actual organization. Correct. Okay. That own that like runs international soccer. Yeah. International football. Uh, so some of their leaders are like finally going on trial, and which Jonas is it? Kevin Jonas had to go. What are the three Jonas brothers? I couldn't remember them the other Joe, day. And it was Kevin really bothering Nick. me. I could only remember Joe and Nick. I couldn't remember Kevin. Kevin. Well, here you go. It's because he That's was busy why. testifying in a South African trial, Joe South Jonas, American trial. Joe Jonas is the one that does the Sex on the Beach song, right? The cupcakes on the DNC? sand, the cake on the cake on the on, on the, by ocean. the ocean. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um. So Kevin Jonas had to go to court and confirm that he attended a small Paul McCartney concert in Argentina where I guess these FIFA people also were and got a bribe during that time. Bribe for what? To do something. But the the issue was is that they were saying that concert never happened, so that the whole case has to be thrown out. Can you just ask Paul McCartney? So no, they had to fly in the Jonas. They couldn't just ask Paul McCartney. No. Not available. It's untouchable. Yep. That's a very strange news. <sighs> okay. That's what, that was an interlude. There's no strange news segment. We'll see. It might catch on. Boy. So, should we do like an actual book to add? Sure. So, you if you want to win the last raffle prize ever, yeah. at least in this format, yep. um, go and read and review some books this month with your book digits account, and you'll be entered to win a raffle that we actually do pretty fairly. If you meet your goal, how many tickets would you have for the month, honey? Me? Yeah. Ooh. Good a question, lot. huh? A lot. So mm. you can set, you can see how you're doing with your current goal if you've maybe lapsed a bit behind it, or you can just get ready to set your goal for next year. Right. Come up with a good to read list for next year. There's a lot of like best 2017 lists right now going around the yeah. internet, so it's a good time to start your to read list to sure. catch up a little bit. Or you can so, just cut yours down. Mine's at 20, a very respectable number right now. <laughs> mine is that. Close your eyes. Close your close ears. <laughs> close your ears. Mine's at 667. <laughs> Um, how many raffle tickets would I have? Where does it say? Uh, homepage. Oh, I thought it was on my profile. It's okay. Just um, I I would have 14 for this month wow. if I reach my goal. But Heather's already won, so chances are she won't win again, meaning I won't pick her again. Yeah, you still haven't given me my prize, so it's irrelevant. Yeah, we'll see. 
Yeah. So anyways, make a book teacher's account. And the good news, if you're making one now, is all of the achievements reset starting January 1. So you'll be on even playing field with everybody else. Everyone's at bronze. Everyone is at bronze. Okay. Let's get into some main topics. Oh, boy. (laughs) Um, So we are talking. Which Mm. one do you want to do first? I think we should do the show first. Okay. So. We're talking about Crazy Ex-Girlfriend. No. What was I supposed to sing? The whole thing? No. What? For movies and TV, you do an impression. Oh, sorry. This kind of this time of year is perfect. Oh, Mary, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry. I was too busy looking at the snow outside, trying to lasso the moon. Is that what you want? <laughs> or are we gonna talk about Crazy Ex Girlfriend now? We are gonna talk about Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Hmm. So she's the crazy. Hmm. Yes. Hmm. So we're talking about Crazy Ex Girlfriend. Hmm. Which I keep forgetting is not a Netflix show because it kind of seems like a Netflix show. A little bit, And yeah. we've been watching it on Netflix. Yeah. Um, it was, like, recommended from a few people and I was kind of, like, on the fence about it. She's so broken inside! <laughs> C-R-A-C-Y. Crazy ex-girlfriend. Um, so we only made it through one season. A very long, long season. Long season. And when I saw that there was a season two, I, like, audibly groaned, which could, should probably yeah. be an indicator of how I feel about the series. So I've heard good things about the, the later episodes and later seasons. That's but what they all say But it kind of smells show. to me like a show called Suburgatory, which I watched for a while. And there were, oh, certain, yeah. there were certain TV reviewers who really, really resonated with the or or had the storyline really resonate with them it was about an adopted kid who not knowing who her mother was and that kind of stuff and i feel like this is the same case where there's some people that are so attached to the character of rebecca i mean you are rebecca me in some ways with our move you're rebecca's without the weird crush though Yes, but like her, like kind of <laughs> the work professional presence. aspect. Yeah, the yes. professional aspect. You yeah, are. and that turned out to be my favorite part of the show, which makes sense. Yeah. Um, See, so I think if it doesn't like click with you, yeah. it doesn't work, and if it does, yeah. you'll push through some of the weird shit because it clicks with you. Yeah. It didn't click with me, not particularly well. Yeah, and it was most episodes were funny overall, but it wasn't enough good humor to. Make I me stick just wish they were twenty-two minute episodes. Yeah, I think. That would have, I, I understand, especially being like a previous Glee fanatic. I was going to say, it almost felt like Glee fatigue for it's, me, where it was it's like, Glee oh. fatigue, where it's like they have to make them long episodes in order to be able to fit a couple different, like, three minute songs in there. Yeah. But they don't actually have enough content and jokes and, like, character development to fit the length of the episode. Yeah. They're making it long to fit the songs, but they don't have the plot and the characters to fit that yeah, length. Especially since I can pretty much summarize the entire plot of the whole show in 30 a seconds. Sentence, yeah. Which is that she leaves her New York job. You, you can learn it just from the intro music. Yes. She leaves her New York job, moves to the middle can, of nowhere. Can we, can we actually do the whole song? Uh, uh, I was working, working hard in your job, job and then make, make me blue. And made me blue. And then I was crying a lot, so, so. <laughs> so I decided to move to West Covina, California. Brand new ideas and new career. career. That happens to be your job, <laughs> so but that's not why I'm here. She's, She's the, the crazy ex-girlfriend. What? No, I'm not. She's, She's the crazy ex-girlfriend. That's really sexist or something. Yeah. She's so broken inside. Yeah, we did the rest. Yeah. Um, Sorry about that. So yeah, it's basically like 24 hours. Literally. That's a lot. Literally. Of her pining for Josh. uh, But not pining for Josh. And there's this very awkward, like, does she admit? Does she not admit it? Yeah. Like, Like at least 12 times. So many times. Does everyone look at the camera and go, 
oh my god, she moved here for Josh? And then she talks her way out of it. And I guess that's the point, yeah. is that she's a lawyer, so she can kind of talk her way out I of situations. So. I got but so tired of that. My biggest problem is, I, I could have pushed through all of that yeah. if I cared about the main couple. I did not believe in her and Josh. I don't think they're good for each other. I yeah. don't see it. And I was just waiting for her to get over it. And I like her and Love Triangle. I like her and Greg. I was going to say, I didn't really buy into the Josh romance, but you were shipping the Greg, and you're off base on that. Greg is the worst. Worst. No, I mean he's oh, kind of worst. the he's the worst, but Rebecca's also the worst. So yeah. I thought they could make each other better. Like the couple dates they actually less worst maybe so, the couple dates they had where they like actually were having a good time, like the taco festival date. Yeah, they were both like better versions of themselves. Like she mm. is like complimentary to his quick quippiness, and she yeah. makes him come out of his shell a little bit and be like yeah. a little bit more genuine. Like I think they balance each other nicely because they're both the worst. Yeah. So I think they balance each other nicely. When you put Probably Rebecca right. and Josh together, Rebecca just goes like over the top crazy. And yeah. Josh just like goes also weird, yeah. and it's not his best self. Yeah. And I I don't like them together. So that was the problem. Is this twenty four hours of the show? It basically is inherent on you wanting the two of them to get together, and I yeah. didn't want them to. So all of the big reveals and the big like mm. plot twists and everything You're didn't work for me. I wasn't no. invested because I didn't want the same outcome that they wanted in the show. Yep. Yeah. So I had a problem with it. My biggest problem, how downhill the songs went. Mm. They started at too high of a peak mm -hmm. with Paula doing, <laughs> was it Face Your Fears? Face Your Fears! So many bees and no happy pen. Run, run with scissors! Run through traffic. <laughs> that song was the now, best. I watched that one, we watched that one like four times. And after All that, times. like it would have been fine if they had just reprised the good ones more. But instead, they, they were just, just singing about UTIs and weird shit. I at the wish end. they were just like they. I wish they were like. First of all, yeah. Why do TV shows either have to be half an hour or an hour? This, well, well, Aziz, show, Aziz breaks with that with Master with Netflix, of None. honey. That's what I'm saying. So it, you're saying why is Netflix network show. stuff? Yeah, but uh, like if this was like a 40 minute show, yeah, and yeah. had. Couple like songs. two songs an episode, it yep. would have been better. They tried to force extra songs an episode, yep. and like I said, they didn't have enough content to sustain yep. the length that they did, that they tried to do. So I think we're just like less fucking episodes. Right. There was so many shows nowadays have like, like twelve episode, episodes, like eighteen or something that we thought for sure was the finale. There's and this there's big like six more. There's this big court case yeah, where she's trying and to yeah. Just ended it, man. End and they it. like rushed through that, and then it was like there's oh, like wait. a wedding, and yeah. like yeah, just yeah. So too long, each episode was too long, but the whole season was too long as well. Yeah. Like, at least Glee finally went to, like, not as many episodes per season eventually when they realized that it couldn't handle, like, the yeah. the length and the, the amount of content. Yeah. And, I, yeah, I don't know. I just think it was, it was too much. And it was to the point where we were, like, kind of dreading even finishing it, you yeah, know? Yeah, we did slog through And, it. like, maybe someday we'll be like, I kind of want to see what happens to them and watch season two, but I'm not counting on it. Um, any other side characters that you loved or hated? I mean, Paula was really funny, but then it got real weird towards the end when yeah. Paula was, like, obsessed well, She had the, the episode where she, like, dealt with her, her cheating instinct, which was... That was a strange episode. Yeah, but yeah, she got a little too extreme. I did like the side episode where um the lawyer, her lawyer dude, Daryl, ends up being bi, admitting that he's yeah. bi, and then he, like, goes with out with White Josh. I, I liked, liked that, that in the moment, episode. and then when they tried to make it like a like a B arc, it was like, yeah, I don't know if it quite can hold up for that. Yeah. Um. Yeah, Heather. I liked when she was like a total bit character, where like she would just come and like say something ridiculous about Rebecca. Yeah. Once they developed her a little bit more, she kind of lost luster for me. 
And that's the problem. Like, they should pique your interest and then you want to learn more about them. But if yeah. the show is like, ooh, stop telling us more about them, you ruined it. <sighs> yep. Season three. Wow, that's funny. Season three, IMDb tells me returns today. Oh, weird. So timely. We are so true. relevant. In the middle of December? So relevant. Whatever. Anyways, um, so like a mixed recommendation. I would say... I would, say the, I would say the first, for you. the first couple episodes are going to give you a pretty good indication of the rest of the season. Yeah. So if you watch the first few episodes and you like love it, really clicks, you love a character, you love one of the plots, go for it because what you see is what you get. The rest of the season is going to be that. Mm-hmm. If if you're not loving it after like an hour or two, like after like the first three or four episodes, yeah. I would say give it a pass because I don't yes. think it's going to get any better. And maybe just Google, like um, go on YouTube and watch some of the best songs and move on with your life. Yeah. Okay. I think that's good. Do the do the children love the books? Children love the books. Oh, the books, the books. You do better accent with that than me too. The children, but the children love the books. So we are talking about my notes. Are I run wrong the focus groups. I know that. I love to hear that. Um, my notes are wrong for this, but I remember we're doing that. So did you make notes for a different book? No, I made notes for a different movie that we watched because we were originally going to do that and then you oh, finished this okay. book this week. Yeah, oh, I did. <laughs> oh, I... So this was like unintentionally your payback for Ferryman's Institute the other week. Yeah. Fair. I think it's fair. Yeah. Um, so this book is called Find Me by Laura... It's got a lot of last names. Vandenberg? Vandenberg. Like um, it is like kind of a strange dystopian literary Blend. fiction which you don't yeah. get very often, which... It, there's one called Station Eleven that everyone oh, loves. I have Emily Mandel or something. I haven't read yeah. that yet either. Have you read it? No, but everyone loves that one. Talks about it being like a good post-apocalyptic, but uh, but literary, but not the road. Um, <laughs> this one, no. It is on my to read list. No. Um, so this one, I liked the premise more than I liked the book. That's um, what I kept saying to myself. I was saying, I love the idea of this scene, or I love this sort of thing. The, the actual... I don't want to read it, though. It's terrible. Yeah, the actual... What's it called? Like, the execution, um, execution was not good. So you yeah. read it much more recently than I did. Do you want to give a brief synopsis? <sighs> okay, it's pretty much split in two. Mm-hmm. The, the narrator mm-hmm. is a female in her 20s, I believe. Yeah. Originally from the Boston area. Mm-hmm. And she has lived through some sort of epidemic, kind of like Contagion, that movie, where... But not quite as gruesome. Like, nobody turned into zombies and shit, did they? Well, it was basically like erasing people's minds. So it wasn't okay. zombies It was more quite. like a dementia, a contagious dementia or something. Yeah. Um, and so she survives the initial wave. And it's kind of told in flashbacks. But the main storyline of the first half is that she's in this hospital... That she talks about as being a prison almost. But it's because she's immune or something like that. Is that correct? Right. So it turns out that, yeah, she's immune and some of the other people in the hospital are immune, but not all. Right. That's why they're testing them to see if they're immune. Right. So she she agreed to be in this hospital, which is the point that I kept coming back yeah. to again and again. She agreed to and come to this hospital. Like a terrible place. She was like homeless and like had Didn't no have money. much going and, for her. She worked yeah. at Stop and Shop and drank cough and, like, medicine every is. night. Yeah, didn't yeah. have a ton going for her. <laughs> yeah. So she agrees to come to this hospital for 10 months to escape the, the terrible apocalypse, apocalypse yeah. basically. Someone's offering her a safe haven from and the And the book starts and she's just like, woe is fucking me. Like, I can't go outside. 
I have to eat like the same same rotation of seven meals every week. I mean, like the hospital does seem a bit creepy. Like people just died and like didn't tell them what's going on yeah. and stuff. And like I well, think she I was would get mostly bored with. just sad because she banged a guy her first month in the hospital, and then he decided he didn't like her, and so she's really upset about that. But anyway, she's like desperate to get out, and I'm not really sure why. Because again, I kept coming back to you. Only got ten months in this hospital. And it's like chick. in the middle of the winter, correct? Yeah, there's not, not a great time for no. escaping. Into the apocalypse. Yeah. So that whole setup didn't quite work for like me. The motivations didn't the make motivations, sense to you. Right. Yeah. But some of the actual like passages and things were great. Like it talked about how she was dealing with the boredom and the loneliness. Yeah. But then it gets into the whole orphan tale. I forget how I described it in my review, but I said it was a mix of what did I say? A mix of yeah, zombies with a touch of Oliver Twist. And you know Oliver Twist is like my least favorite orphan story. My least favorite story ever, right. probably. So this narrator is just convinced that if she can figure out who her long-lost mother is, who is a, who abandoned her... And she has one photo of her or something? There's like a photograph that comes into yeah, play, Yeah, there's a real correct? clumsy bit where right before she goes to the hospital, she finds out she has an heir, which is like related to the Oliver Twist bit. And the heir is like, oh, here's a picture of your mom. I don't know, don't know any other details and I'm dead. But there's a picture. I ugh, I hated Oliver Twist. Like, and I then, this book as how about as this for a twist, though? She watches TV in this hospital, which only has a couple channels mom, enabled. Right? And it happens to stumble upon a Marine Discovery Channel special that has her mom featured. Duh. And it looks just like her, even though it's a picture from 20 years ago. Yeah. So, then the second half of the book, spoiler, she does escape from the hospital... With the help of some nurses and some poor twins who died. There's a weird bit about hunters in the woods, right? And so the whole second half is just her on the run, heading towards Florida, because God knows Florida is the place to be, especially in an apocalypse. Florida is the last place I would go in an apocalypse. Yikes. And the book ends. You don't even know if she found her mom because it's a literary novel, so it can't actually be resolved. See, I thought you, okay, I thought you would either love it or hate it. I thought you mm. might like it because I liked it despite its literary, I, I didn't love it. I gave it like, yeah. what, like a B or a C? Yeah, I think a B, which is a little too high for you. Um, so I think I related to the character more than you do. Yeah. More than you did. Just like we were talking about, like, it's maybe one of those ones where you maybe have to, if you relate, you can push past some of the bullshit. And if you don't, you kind of see through it. Mm -hmm. Um, so I didn't mind it, but I thought it was a bit too literary. Not in the writing. The writing was really beautiful. I enjoyed the writing because I do like good prose. it was. But I thought some of, like, like you said, like the motivations and the plot points and like the ending and stuff were a bit yeah. too like literary for my taste yeah um, I, but I, I thought you would either like it more than me because you like more literary stuff yeah. or that you would hate it because you didn't like the dystopian young adult kind of style yeah that but that wasn't even the parts that annoyed me i don't know what you like anymore i'm gonna stop tough. next year i'm not recommending you a single book and we'll, well see. last week on the podcast i said i was giving up literary fiction forever and then based on your requirement i read the Brief Wondrous Life of Oscar Wilde this week cool. and just gave it an A. We'll talk about that one soon because I so, hated that book. But yeah. That's the most literary book of all time, too. The last Ugh. thing, we should really talk about it with Coco, probably. There's a lot of Coco parallels. Okay, we can save it. Um, the last thing I'll say about the book is that I would have loved, probably, to read a book in, you know, based on someone else in that hospital. 
Okay. I just, she wasn't doing it for me. So you liked the premise, but not the main character. Yeah. And that's maybe why our reviews were so different, because I didn't mind the main character. Yes, she was a bit annoying. Yeah. But, like, as a 20-something female that lived in Boston for a while, I related to some of her stuff, maybe Mm -hmm. more than, a little bit more than you did. Okay. Fair enough. (sighs) Better than the Fairman's Institute, though. Yes. Nothing could be (laughs) worse than that. Um... That's going to be our metric from now on. Pretty much. Was it better than the ferryman piece of shit? <laughs> yes. Yes, it was. Um, so thankfully I don't have very many upcoming since we're, we spent a lot of time on news this week. Yeah, I just have two. Um, one of the trailers dropped today for a new movie. Really? Did you watch the Jurassic World? I don't watch Lost trailers. Kingdom, Fallen don't watch Kingdom? Uh, Jurassic World, Fallen Kingdom? Question mark? Lost World? That was the other one, wasn't okay, it? Well, that was like Jurassic Park 3. Mm-hmm. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, I think. Um, it's like a disaster movie combined with a mm-hmm. dinosaur movie. Basically, yes. Is my new favorite child boy actor in it? Um, From Love, Simon? I don't know. Probably new. I don't think probably so. Probably new kids. I don't think so. So, um, Jeff Goldblum's in it, though, in case mm-hmm. you were concerned. So... Thank God. Basically, the island that they abandoned at the end of the first Jurassic World movie, the most yeah. recent one, um, is about to erupt. The volcano is about to erupt. Nice. So they have to go back, and there's this kind of moral they quandary. They have to go back. There's this kind of moral quandary of, do they go back and try and save the dinosaurs that they've created there? Mm-hmm. Because they created them, and it's not the creature's fault. Or do they just mm-hmm. let them die? Um, I would probably just say let them die. Yeah. Considering seeing the other three Jurassic Park movies, the original ones. Yeah. But they go back to try and save them. And it's basically like them trying to save these dinosaurs amidst a volcanic eruption. Mm-hmm. So at least it's like a unique storyline for sure. It's not like, do we create dinosaurs? Do we not? Do we let the people in? Do we let them get eaten? Whatever. It's like There's a new storyline. There's still going to be a T-Rex chasing around people. There's the already in the trailer, yeah. like T-Rex chasing around people and the velociraptors and Chris yeah. Pratt going, run! As they're all like running down a mountainside. And, um, I'll probably see it. Maybe not in theaters. Okay. Um, but that trailer came out literally today. Um, I finally watched the Discovery of Witches trailer. Yeah. There's a book, like, on our bookshelf over there, Discovery of Witches. Yeah. It's a bit of, like, um, if you take Outlander, if you like mm-hmm. Outlander. Which I don't. You don't know anything about Outlander. Okay. If you take that and make it a little bit more paranormal, mm. um, like, the main character is a witch and her love interest is a vampire, etc., etc. Gotcha. So it's kind of like if you took, like, an adult Twilight that's better written and combine it with an Outlander-type story. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a trilogy. The book series is a trilogy. So they're making a TV series out of it. And um, the first trailer didn't give away very much. I guess I like the characters they chose. They're mm-hmm. fine. But it was basically just, like, their introduction, and that was it. It wasn't really a full trailer. It was more like a clip or a glimpse. Okay. Um, the, mm, I don't know if I loved... I didn't love the books. They were, there were so many twists that it got to the point where I was, like, tired of twists. Yeah, that can be exhausting. Like, if there's too many twists, the, it becomes predictable that there's going to be a twist. Yeah. If that so makes sense. So you can never trust what's happening right now because it's going to change in three yeah. pages. So it comes to the point where it's like, oh, another twist. Like, you're not yeah. shocked anymore by them. You're just, like, waiting for the next Were there riddles? Um, there were some riddles. Oh. So, and like secret blood feuds and secret family members. Prophecies, I hope. Prophecies. So, um, we'll see how the TV series looks. I might, I never even finished Outlander. I couldn't find it anywhere to stream for season two. And it's Mm -hmm. like a real slow burn kind of Mm -hmm. TV series. So, 
I haven't even finished that, but I will consider watching Discovery of Witches. <sighs> so my upcoming news mm -hmm. is that Game of Thrones is not upcoming till 2019. Did You're you hear welcome. that? Yeah, I did hear that. I got plenty of time to catch up now. You are going to hate it. I think you should just for the sake of the I think I should do a listeners. dangerous marathon and like watch all of the seasons in like two weeks. Oh my God, please don't. You'll be suicidal at the end of it. I think I'll I should do it. I think it'll be a good human experiment. Oh dear. Okay. I'll live stream it. Please don't. Um, did you hear about the new Star Trek movie rumors? No, because the last <laughs> couple have sucked. So there's rumors that Quentin Tarantino has written us. Not going to yes. happen. No. So he apparently has an idea for a Star Trek movie in the new, the alternate original series universe, if you will. Mm. Um, I don't think he's writing it, but he's like giving like the script idea for it. Okay. Um, it's unclear whether it's going to be like fit in with the canon of the alternate original series with Chris Pine and Zachary Quinto mm -hmm. or if it's going to be kind of like an offshoot of those I don't yeah. know how many more like alternate alternate universes you can have of the same characters yeah um so they already kind of had a vague idea of what the fourth movie could be I don't even know who they have contracted anymore at this point mm -hmm. for a fourth movie I'm not sure how their contracts were but supposedly Quentin Tarantino has an idea for a fourth movie um I don't know how much I trust him in terms of like feminism. Yeah. Um, but he's good at karate films. But I also think that if he's attached to it, it could maybe give it some funding because the last two weren't great. So and I, but I do like the mm. cast. The problem is I like the cast so and I haven't be, liked the plots and like. It the, could be a Zachary Quinto, Quentin Tarantino. Yes, lots of cues, all the cues. Mm. Um, so if it means that another movie gets made gets made with the same cast yeah i'm behind it even though i don't have a ton of faith in tarantino because i'm not a huge tarantino fan yeah um we'll see we'll see okay. how that plays out we'll see we kept it under an hour uh, i have one more upcoming oh don't make it more than four minutes go uh talk of baby driver 2 no there isn't no, no there isn't do you remember how the other one ended no Was not at all for you uh prison he gets out of prison yeah spoiler correct. alert correct and I assume Kevin Spacey's not going to be available. <laughs> you look back at some of the films that he was in, like Horrible Bosses is the one that jumps out to me because that one's always on TV. Mm -hmm. Like, when someone's that good at playing creepy dudes, like, it should There's set a off red, a red a, flag. I was going to say a red alarm. Yeah, I, alarm was, I bells, wasn't sure red what flag. red thing I was going to say either. Yeah. This is basically like an hour of improv every week for Pretty us. Pretty much. You're program. welcome, America and the world. <laughs> All four listeners that we have. I feel like we're talking to... The void. Into the void. Galactic space. Um, so, I guess we'll leave it with Kevin You're Spacey. my homing button. You always bring me button. back home. Um, so, thank you for listening Kevin to this... Spacey, get long, it? Yeah. To this long podcast. We'll be back next week. Mm-hmm. What are we seeing next week? Would you like to tell the people? One uh, week from I right now. I can't even imagine what movie we would have bought tickets for three months Star ahead of time. Wars. Star Wars. Star You're Wars. Not, it's going to be too cold to wear your costume. I know. I have my right costume. And your BBA pumpkin is, is Long dead. creating He's soil somewhere. Maybe I'll bring my little BB-8 plushie. Okay. So we'll be back next week with our uh, review of the brand new Star Wars The Last Jedi and whatever else we feel like talking about next week. Um, and then we 
may have a special holiday episode if we can get our shit together. Mm-hmm. So we'll be working on that. Elizabeth and Jen call us. So mm-hmm. uh, we'll be back next week for you guys. And uh, have a great week until then. That's all. Holler. See you later. Thank you.